And my sister was due in two weeks. So I thought it was little Julesy who was early and imagine mm. the, the shock. Greetings, welcome, hey y'all, into my peep sac passe. Welcome to another episode of the Redefining Grief podcast. And I am your favorite grief advocator, Herdeen Mercier. I just love, 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 love what I do. And I love the ability to have these talks with individuals that really help us release and understand that it is messy and understand that got to get vulnerable if you want to heal and understand that you got to get uncomfortable if you want to heal. And today I have a special, special, special guest for you. I can already see um, just a sisterhood. I, I cannot wait to share how we met. Um, and this is another episode for the month of March. Can you believe it? We're celebrating a year of the Redefining Grief podcast. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked about this. And the series is called Wise Women Release. Wise Women Release. Woo, I feel so good just saying that. And I'm ex so ecstatic for this um, interview with Ms. Jessie May Wolf. And I met her on Clubhouse, you all. Yes, I made this genuine heart on Clubhouse. And I just love her. We've met a couple of times and we'll be getting into that a little bit later. But if you are new to the podcast, I want to welcome you to the Grief Crusaders community. I also want to let you know that you do not have to grieve alone all by yourself. You literally, literally can join our free Facebook group community called Grief Crusaders. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. I have excited news for you guys. The mastermind, the mastermind class is going to be coming up soon. You want to be on my website, herdeanmercier.com. And the mastermind class is literally saying, heartbroken, now what? Heartbroken, now what? And I just would, I would be honored to really hold space for you so that you can really act get the answers to that question and do the hard work that is necessary so that you can heal and go from grief to purpose. All of that is on my website at herdeanmercier.com. Like this is the first year of the Redefining Grief podcast. And we have done a lot. We're being listened to all across the world. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being committed to showing up every Tuesday or when you have a chance to listen to the podcast. My heart and my ancestors, thank you. Now, I think I got all the grief announcements out of the way. I want to introduce our guest. Her name is Jessie May Wolf. She empowers creatives, right? Entrepreneurs, executives all over the world with this heart rise movement. She believes this heart rise method really connects you back to your heart. Uh-huh. Jessie May is building bridges with the language of the heart. You know, for those who have 
just the wall around your heart and you're afraid to allow or break that wall down and and it's robbing you of living your life's purpose you want to really tune in to this episode because I strongly believe it is going to help you I want to let you know that Jessie May really has been doing this for over a decade she has been helping to activate this heart rise movement in cities globally, sharing the method with educational organizations, leading edge companies, foundations, and communities, right? It is a global, can you hear? It is a global method that she's teaching individuals. How do you release to heal? And she teaches you to to really what I call make love to your heart again. Jessie May empowers individuals by allowing them to really focus on their emotional intelligence. And she does this for nonprofits, real estate agencies, education um, arenas, um, wellness to tech, travel, wherever the heart is. Jesse May can be there, right? And so without further ado, I want to let you know, I want to introduce you to the queen herself. She's now a part of the Grief Crusaders community, and her name is Jesse May Wolf, the queen of the Heart Rise movement, which really believes that the universe is calling us to ignite and empower us do the heart movement. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Women Wisdom Freedom series. Ah, and I have to say, I have no other than the beautiful, intelligent. She makes you really want to make love to your heart mm. in such a way that is so profound, Miss Jessie May Wolf. Thank you for being on the Redefining Grief podcast with me. I, it's such an honor. And I have to always give the inside scoop to the Grief Crusaders community. We met on Clubhouse. And, and, and there has been an instant connection ever since. And I just love making genuine. We were talking about this before the interview. Genuine connection making time to foster relationships that are authentic is my jam. I am with you. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to be here. Really, thank truly. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to know the heart, the matters of the heart. We talk about it in the grief anchors. And that is our second anchor that hearts can be restored because oftentimes individuals run from restoring the heart because of the emotional work it takes to really heal the heart. The heart movement, how does this start? What is your journey? Please share. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Truly, it's such a gift to be here with you because you are such a beautiful heart. And 
as I love to say, you know, we all know each other by heart and I really stand by that. I believe when we're in our hearts, we recognize each other and the beauty and the power of how we came together, which was through Clubhouse and it was yes. through voice and connection yes. Yes. and then continued conversation. And it was, you know, you were such a familiar heart to me. It was just like, wow, you know, no, I could just feel your, your integrity, your truth, your love and your courage. And it was just so moving to me. So that's such a big part of what drew me to you and this work has been really like a life's a life's journey of of really unpacking and understanding what I believe is you know our heart's natural guiding wisdom that we all have inside so it's it's always propelled me and guided me and also made me you know fumble over the years but it's it's taught me so much and I think really identifying that there is a different kind of intelligence that we have inside is really what HeartRise has been all about. And so this, this practice, this method, which we can unpack further has really been about that understanding how we actually do have a different kind of intelligence. And, you know, intuition is sort of interconnected with that, but there is this guiding energetic wisdom, this vibrational frequency, as I like to say, the vibes don't lie. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> someone, right. And you just you can feel someone's energy. You really yeah. can. And we haven't been taught how to harness that. So I've always been an empath and sort of had a bit of a sixth sense and sort of very tuned in, mm -hmm. at, you know, even as a young kid, super sensitive soul, sometimes too sensitive for my own good. But really it was that heartfulness that I now understand that was always guiding me or not, you know, because when I would listen, it would support me. And when I wouldn't, and, you know, things would happen. And then the, the aftermath would always be either a lesson or, I'd, you know, sometimes repeat the same um, situation, but the heart was always there. You know, my heart's always been there as this really powerful resource and guide. And so it became very apparent to me. Now, when I reflect on my life, I see how each chapter was either guided by or not so guided by when I wasn't necessarily happy by my heart. But I also felt compelled to understand that the heart's mandate is also to let us feel all the feels and to experience them and to not run from that. You know, I think so much of where the heart gets kind of a a bit of a bad rap is just when it gets treated as this sort of soft hallmark heart. And I don't mm. want to open the heart for fear of the monsoon or what yeah. might come out. And actually, until we move through that and metabolize that, we're going to get into that, then that's the only way we can build that kind of resilience that provides the kind of intelligence and power and wisdom and intuition yes. and juiciness that we all really long for and help us move through what we need to so we can have that strength because I believe it lives in all of us. Mm -hmm. And when I hear you speaking, I think of all the clients who have built up really a wall and some mm. clients have really built a cemented mm. wall around their mm. heart because they don't ever want to feel that first heartbreak again. And I know you talk about the heart being, um, really being the bridge or the language to our heart. Like I know you, you speak on that. So what would you say to the individuals currently that are like, you know what, I think I'm ready to be just a little bit more vulnerable, but I'm afraid that my heart mm. may crack if I open it mm. up. Mm. What do I need to do? Mm. How do I begin? Where do I begin? Yeah, yeah, those are such great questions. So, and it is so common. So for anyone listening, just know that you're not alone. We've really been taught to harden our hearts, to armor up, mm. you know, children should be seen and not heard and don't feel the feelings. And that's so much of the programming. So we've actually been taught to really discard our feeling 
wisdom or that emotional sort of capacity. And so first of all, just noticing that and recognizing that and being gentle and even just giving ourselves a bit of compassion and forgiveness around it's okay. I don't even, you know, to say, I don't know how to feel, or I don't safely know how to feel because I'm afraid I might come undone or, you know, the heartbreak, I can't go through that again, that sort of a thing. So much of that is because we haven't been taught to just even have the, the gentle, feel, like the softer, you know, the, the starting feeling. So just letting ourselves feel the feelings, even in small ways. One of the prompts I love to suggest is, you know, music. I'm a big, I mean, music is right. Music, come on, it brings us home. So, you know, a good song. I know when I need a good cry and I'm feeling stuck, certain songs will just help to sort of ease us into that heart space. So bringing in other sensory elements and for me, sound and music is one of the most potent, but it can really help to sort of give ourselves permission to start to get into a little bit more of an emotional space because somehow it seems and feels easier to feel someone else's pain, let's say in a movie even, or, or if you listen to a song or when you're there, it's sort of like, it's almost like we can give ourselves permission to, to empathize, but yet we don't give that same permission to ourselves. So for someone who's really feeling stuck, just to start befriending spaces and experiences. So whether it be a song or a film or a story, if you like to read or listening to something, starting to tap into things that might help to just even give you a visceral experience of someone else's, you know, or like some, something to begin to tap into that. Um, a very subtle cue that really helps as well, which may sound silly, but really does help is just by bringing our hands to our heart mm. and just taking some long, easy breaths. I mean, there is a reason, and you even see this with, you know, and not to go too into this tangent, but, you know, with athletes with the hand on the heart and, you know, anyone for that matter, when we're moved, what do we do? What is our natural instinct? We go there, we bring yeah. our hands to our heart, right? So we have that natural instinct to know that this is our emotional center. This is our resource center. This is actually our moral compass. It's our guide. It's all of it. We, we know it intuitively, but we've just been programmed out of it for fear of the pain that we don't mm -hmm. want to endure. Right. So, mm -hmm. or the sadness or any of the feelings that we've been taught are not the good feelings that we shouldn't mm -hmm. feel. Mm -hmm. So just by starting to even get comfortable taking a few breaths by hand on heart, I love to recommend that as a way to start your day. Typically we go and plug into said device, usually a smartphone, but mm -hmm. what if you try just breathing and plugging into your heart for a minute instead before actually, or we actually do our Ignite Bites as a way to plug in and breathe with a bit of guidance for a few minutes, but just simple little things to begin starting to build, rebuild or restore as you describe beautifully with your anchor mm -hmm. um, to reconnect to, because we've kind of been taught to dismiss it and, and deny its power. Yeah, this is so good. And what I am hearing is, wise women release mm. wise women learn how to release but what you really need to be committed to is being uncomfortable I say this uh, all the time yeah. with my clients it's my favorite thing to say in their very first consultation is yeah. listen committing to this is committing to you saying I'm willing to be uncomfortable yeah. Because in the beginning, it is going to be very uncomfortable. You're going to feel the physical part of it. Yeah. You're going to feel the mental part of it. You're going to feel the heart part of it. And it's as you begin to release, the freedom will come. Yeah. 
the it's the and that's that very first anchor that I talk about is truth. Mm-hmm. And that truth mm-hmm. anchor is saying liberating the soul. Mm-hmm. Liberating the soul. Mm-hmm. And so I know, Jesse, you weren't just this individual that just got up and say, I'm going to change the world internationally. I'm going to speak to corporate America. I'm going to be an executive corporation. I'm going to speak all over the world, teaching this heart rise movement. What? And I always think mm-hmm. behind purpose, sometimes there's this grief. Mm. And on your healing journey, you find the purpose for some individuals. Mm. What was that journey for you? Mm. Love that so much. Um, Grief has been, I would say, really a big part of my, more of the latter part of my journey. Um, But when I really look at it in an honest way, there were a lot of moments being as sensitive a kid as I was where I would experience deep sadness. Like I was a very feeling kid Mm -hmm. um, such that like I would feel pain for, for others in ways that maybe was seemingly exaggerated for other, you know, and I would really just have that sort of expression. Um, but more recently, I would say like the two very sudden losses I've had loss in my life. And I've, I've lived sort of in, in proximity with others who have had that kind of loss. Um, I typically do associate grief with that, you know, the passing of someone. Cause that to me is, you know, I guess, because I feel like the heart is so the epicenter of, you know, who I am and what I believe makes us all you know, who we are, Mm -hmm. that that connection with someone we love to lose them really is the, the sort of emancipation of the most intense grief that I've ever experienced. So for me, losing my father, which I did eight years ago was, um, on multi-levels, a deep, deep, deep experience of grief. Um, I, I think, and I know so much of it was in part because he himself had his own suffering and struggle that as a you know successful entrepreneur, but who had a lot of unresolved pain, mm. he had a heart attack. And that's how I found out of his passing. So it was deeply devastating. I was in LA at the time. I had just come back from the market. I had all my, you know, I'd literally like sunflowers coming out of my bum. I was on my bike. I came back. I was all happy from the market. And I had all these missed calls. And my sister was due in two weeks. So I thought it was little Julesy who was early. And imagine... Mm. The, the shock. I mean, it was such a shock. And um, so, you know, that to me is probably the most severe grief I've endured or experienced because it was really a feeling through. And, you know, and I let myself, I came undone in such a big way. I went home and I, you know, and I literally for a month straight, I stayed and I spooned my mama like for a month. And I'm like, this was, you know, I was in my thirties at the time and it was, you know, and I just was there with my mom and we just cried it out and I just helped her reorient herself and felt through it. But we felt all the feels. And I remember speaking at his funeral and crying through it, but sharing my heart. I wrote my heart. I don't even remember exactly what I said, but it was from my heart and I just needed to express and emote and release. So that was a huge part. It was the feeling and the freeing, which is so much of what the method is. Those are two of the steps, right? There's the witnessing, there's the seeing, feeling, and then the freeing. So I was really experiencing it. And I I suppose for me, so much of the grief was tied to this deeper knowing that he hadn't been able to fully experience that for himself, you know, in so many ways he held so much for so many. And my last image of him, um, 
and my last memory of him was when we were down actually in Florida. I feel mm-hmm. I shared this with you, but it's yes. so profound of him out on the balcony because we have a, a family place that we would share with friends down there. And I just have this image of him and I had gone jogging in the storm, which was he couldn't get over it because in Venice Beach, I used to jog barefoot on the beach and it was a stormy day and I just felt like a jog. And I just so my last visceral memory of him was in this dark stormy sky looking out and seeing him pumping his fist on the balcony while I was Mm. running and it was just such a profound metaphor for him always being you know the champion for really for my my success for my joy I mean it was definitely with his own narratives attached but there was just this beautiful sort of emblem of him cheering on and then the storm of so much of what he hadn't been you know able to fully experience and and live through. So it was just like, there were so many layers and there have been, and he and I had a very close relationship, but challenging in a lot of ways too, because, you know, he, I recall specifically saying to me that he was always amazed at my capacity to forgive because he gave me a hard time. I mean, I was this very strong, independent, successful, but rebel heart kind of like free spirit who went and started a heart rise movement. Can you imagine? He's like, who is this wild child? And yet she's super (laughs) successful. And he's like, what? Very disorienting. You know, he wanted me to be with a doctor or a lawyer or something very traditional. Uh Um, So there were just many layers. And I bring that all up because I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm carrying the torch for the heart in him that never got to fully heal. And and, And I believe for for so many men, and I'm called to work with men, and I initially began working primarily with women, but I see how much the heart of so many men aches and hurts and is so hardened because they haven't been given permission to be free, to release, to feel. And so, you know, and I see is he was a successful businessman. He used to, he was supporting his brother and our family and like just a lot of people, you know, he was the one. And that's often the case with a lot of men and women now too, you see with all these girl bosses, just Mm -hmm. taking it on those single mamas, like Mm -hmm. rearing the brunt of it all and not giving ourselves permission. We think we have to be so tough and strong and hard about it. And -uh. so the, to tie back to the grief, it's like, there was a real healing in the being able to grieve that deeper loss. Cause I never was able to fully, fully get through, but I know he's there. He's watching, he's right here with us. He's feeling it. And I just, on behalf of that relationship and just feeling his presence and knowing he's here. And I have so many moments where I'll just, you know, when I was writing the book, Motown was his favorite. So like, I just hear a song and I knew it was him or I get all these winks and it's just, his presence is so here. And so grief comes in lots of different shapes and shades and textures. And I let myself feel it. And sometimes it's like a sad smile and a cry. And other times it's like a deep aching, like body feel, you know, it's, uh, but I let myself go there. Um, and then one other big loss to me, and I'll just share this if that's okay. And then it ties in, but my, my other, my real, the heart of my, my hearts was Coco, who was my fur baby that I lost. Um, and it was another loss. And that was a few years ago. And that also really broke my heart, but I was able to, again, let myself come fully undone, you know, and there was so much healing. It really did break my heart quite literally, but it, um, I feel her even more so now. And I, you know, I, she was like this ferocious, tough, little, Mm -hmm. you know, strong little lioness. And yeah, you know, I feel like I've in some ways been also, you know, just blessed with their presence. Yeah. Yes. I'm loving this because I think oftentimes what people do not realize in order to get to a place where you can have that 
full release, like fully get undone. It looks mm. ugly. Uh, Healing looks emotionally ugly and it's it's messy it is messy and I have this saying that um I always say is like just allow the tears to roll to the ground Mm. God will come and wipe it up Mm. like don't Mm -hmm. stop it just allow it to flow let it flow within you talk about the pain talk about the sorrow but oftentimes people and I have this saying that I say stop policing grief Stop policing your grief journey. And every time you put handcuffs on your emotions, you are locked up from not being able to get access to the next best thing in your life. And some of us are 40. Some of us are 35. Some of us are 25. But we are still in prison for something that happened to us emotionally at Mm. seven true that yeah so I, uh, I i couldn't agree more i mean truly and i that's so powerful with the policing because you know we call it in in through the lens of heart rise we call it the head trip but we're such head trippers right so we have so many stories that in case, you know keep us caught in those emotional lockdowns like you're mm-hmm. describing and it's so true and so we keep it super blocked super tight inside and it just, you know, we don't let ourselves experience it. And so therefore it keeps us, we get stuck at that place where the emotional blockages reside. Right. And then, and that's just like this pent up energy that actually, when we do release, when we do feel through, it allows for the expansion. And, and as you described so beautifully too, it it can be super messy and that's okay because that's how we get to come back together. It's like, we got to stretch into it all and feel our way through to get to the other side. Like that's how we grow. Yeah. I say be uncomfortable in the mess. That's right. In the messiest of the mess. Like I always, so when you come to session, you save all your fluff for your friends. Really That's come right. to me with all your mess. Like I am, mm-hmm. um, my sessions are really, I want you to feel as if I am your girlfriend that is just guiding you along the way without judgment. And so for some people that works, I'm not a, I'm not a clinician. I'm mm-hmm. not a grief coach for everyone. I'm really just here for a few people. Mm-hmm. Like I love to love on my clients. I love to support my clients. If they have a business and I need a service and they're in my coaching program, I would just love to support them in any way. You understand? Yeah. So I love this idea of saying, listen, give me all the mess. Yeah. Allow me to be your emotional guide yeah. to support you without judgment. Yeah. Because the yeah. world is typically judging us. And yeah. that's we what ourselves too. Yes. And we're our worst critics. We are. We are worse. We are worse cr- critics. And so yeah. I would say to you for the individuals in the grief crusaders community that is listening now, Jesse, what what would you say they need to do first? to connect back with the heart. Yeah, I love that. Well, I would say that firstly, just to even acknowledge the places and spaces or experiences that maybe bring up something, because usually there's a resistance, right? So if we're not letting ourselves kind of feel, there's usually some kind of resistance. So if we notice that we're always, let's say, running from a certain situation or a certain relationship that we know is part of our life, but we're just not, if we're not dealing. So there's some, some resistance or something that's coming up 
starting just to become aware because firstly to be aware so to start to just witness and get honest with ourselves right so it's the awareness and the getting honest which is really the first step to any real healing or change right we want to start to say you know what every time this bobby sue calls me it really just sends me over the edge or i notice that i have a visceral reaction or you know just starting to watch what are the things that cause some kind of reactivity or resistance because just paying attention to that and often we block it even right so it's just like starting to check in and say get honest this situation has an impact on me so just that alone number one is so important right because we catch it right so you want to watch it and with heart rise that's our first step so with heart vision i see so what we start to do is we train the head to move into instead the heart and the center so you by hands on heart you connect with that and then once you start to practice, breathing is so important. So you breathe, but then underneath that, you can really start to feel mm -hmm. slowly. And it takes time because at first, if there's a lot of resistance and it really feels blocked, it might be initially you may not feel anything. And I sometimes hear that in a session, you know, or someone will say that they started to a little bit, or they were even, even if you're able to release a little bit of tension, you may not necessarily feel right away. But just by allowing yourself to even just sense and connect with your hands on your heart and breathing into that heart space, that alone is already so healing and just baby steps in and then starting to inquire. So you don't want to get heady about it. This is one of the pieces that's so important because often we want to believe in the heart, but we're doing it from the head, right? So it's really differentiating, right? It's really- right? It's like, we've got to really drop in. So it's more of an energetics. It's more of a vibe. It's more sensory. It's more visceral. So you want to really bring hands to heart and just feel. And if it helps, I often describe, I love to use the metaphor of the fire. So think of it as stoking your heart fire, you're breathing, you're lighting your heart fire. So you want to feel what's there. You want to breathe and just let yourself feel what's actually in there that you've been holding because we harbor so much, we harden so much. So just by doing that, starting to breathe and relax into the heart space can be really liberating. It can really start to just energetically open that space up. So that is a starting point because you want to befriend the feeling. You want to let whatever the feelings are. So sometimes it could be, you know, really like hardened fear. It could be major anxiety or stress. You may not be able to identify it, but you know, it's uncomfortable. Keep leaning in, keep breathing, keep feeling, keep moving into that zone. And with practice, so the feeling often we can just get in there and that's okay. Just to mm -hmm. even breathe through is yeah. you know, our feelings are, are very healing in nature just alone. Yeah. And then once we start to feel, then you can start to free and then flow. And that's kind of our rhythm. It's see, feel, free, flow. And it is a rhythm. And once you start to get used to it, like I can tell when I am blocked and I am pent up and I'm not breathing and I'm not feeling, I'm not free and I'm not flowing. I'm like, Whoa, I need to drop in because I am not good for anybody right now. Yeah. And when we start to recognize that and another cue is tension. So if you notice that you're feeling super tense in your body or you're short of breath. Uh -huh. And again, we talked about the witnessing, right? Watching and getting honest, it's like, just start checking in with yourself and say like, am I really tense? Am I really like taught? Am I really just, you know, how are you holding yourself in your body? Just start to pay attention to how you're showing up. Cause we don't realize we sort of, we just think with our thinking mind and that's it. We just, we're sort of, we buy into whatever we're thinking. We don't often take a step away and say, or look over and in and say, wait, is this really what's going on? Right. Mm. Just that 
being able to start identifying and, and witnessing ourselves a bit honestly opens the doorway into feeling more. Oh, and I think this is so good. And, and I think you remind me of the time that I always say this, you know, grief is not an intellectual thing. It's the matter of the heart. It is. And I think people think I just, I read the book, but I'm still sad. I've gone to the conferences, but I'm still plugged up. Right. But what you're saying is to anchor down in the truth, release it, see what it really is. Sit in that truth and get messy. That's right. Wow. Come on down and it's okay. And yeah. part of it and why it's so clear that you're such a natural born grief crusader and, and guide is so beautiful is that you feel held in your presence. I'm sure everyone listening feels that. And mm-hmm. to have a guide and to have someone who can hold our hands, our hearts and allow us to feel that held, you know, to feel safe enough to feel seen, to be felt, you know, to feel is, is a real gift. And, you know, because we've been so berated as, you know, depending on everyone's experience, but we've all had various degrees of not feeling okay to just speak our truth or feel our feelings. Right. So we've all had some degree of that. So as a result, like you said, that poor little seven-year-old or whatever the experience and sometimes very severe, they, they cause us to just question or not to trust or to intellectualize what we're feeling like you were describing. So it's like, no, actually no need. It's like, get, I call you, you know, who the busy mind, I got all kinds of names, the head Mm -hmm. trip, but just get that out of the mix. And we're so programmed to just only rely on that busy thinking mind. But when we start to connect and that's why hands on heart is so potent because it just naturally gets you connected to a different energetics, a different way of just tuning into, wait, there's another intelligence happening here. And it's pretty cool to, to attune to that. Cause it's a better guide than anything that our busy intellect would have us think. Let me tell you something. Every morning for me, my text comes in at 7 a.m. And mm-hmm. what I love about my texts when they come in, I go, mm, I think about my day. And sometimes I start them off in the morning and if my husband's out of bed, if he's not out of bed and I'll get up from my prayers, I'll do it in another room where I can just fully engage and not have to whisper. Right. And then if I am, if I feel like, oh, it's, it's midday and I'm feeling kind of tense, let me go play. Let me go play Miss, Miss Jessie over here. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me go, let me go play her right here. <laughs> and, and it works. And it's such a benefit to me, my love, that I mm-hmm. want to let you know mm-hmm. my mental health tasks that I give to my clients. I tell them, you know, contact this number mm-hmm. and because they don't know how to heal. And so I teach them how to heal Mm -hmm. and a part of their healing journey. I love this so much that I'm saying, add this to your list. And if you don't like it, stop it, but add this to your list of your morning jumpstart to healing. That's so precious. That means the world to know. Yeah. Really, it's so, it's so beautiful. I really, that really moves me because it does, it's transcendent. You know, when I come and I share and I speak from my heart, you know, spirit moves through me, you know, rise stands for radiant integral soul energy. When we're connected to our heart, our soul speaks through and it just becomes this wise knowing source that just communicates right when we're open and we're plugged in and we're connected and we're feeling it all then it's just spirit flows through and it's just we're in that and that's where we recognize each other and that's where we allow ourselves to emote and to feel and to just be 
right? There's no, cause we're so busy discerning the minute we're discerning and judging and separating and identifying, we get we're crazy town, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's exhausting too. Yeah. 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 I have to say that, you know, and thinking about this and I just keep going to wise women release. Oof, so good. Wise, <laughs> and you know, you helped me out with the wise. I, gotta I know. Credit. <laughs> See, you know, I want to let y'all know that greatness to you don't have greatness by yourself you have people in your lives that come with their wisdom you come with your wisdom and that's where the magic happens and so the series now is going to be called <laughs> wise women release Woo! I wish I had my shakers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I gotta say thank you for being so wise Thank you for being so committed to getting messy before you got your clarity. And I honor you for that because I know the emotional work it takes to get here. And now Heart Rise is a global, do you hear me? It is a global movement that you are a part of because you decided to be a woman who says, I'm gonna be wise with my emotions. I'm gonna seek the wisdom that is needed and I'm going to release with integrity by being messy. Amen. Amen to that, okay? And listen, I have to tell my listeners, the Grief Crusaders, I will be adding in the show notes all Jesse May Wolf's information, the text. You do not want to wait for tomorrow. You know, I often tell you, go ahead, subscribe right now. I'm even telling you, go and register with her text. It's going to be in the show notes, the show notes, and you're going to get them every morning seven days a week Mm -hmm. and they are amazing and it's just a great way to start your day or refresh your day do the breath set your heart it is so amazing you invited me to one of your monthly events it was so good Mm -hmm. so good I just remember saying surrender Mm -hmm. surrender 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 Surrender. that's what my heart was telling me wow And you were, I mean, you were so loved up and such a gift to our community. And that's, thank you for saying all of that too. I really deeply appreciate that. And, you know, the morning messages I'll share, it's sort of a funny, um, you know, I voice again is my MO. If I tell you how many people have said to me, they created an app just for you. Cause they all know I leave, I'm notorious for leaving audio messages and I'm very much about the voice. I mean, Mm -hmm. before I even began with HeartRise when it first early days and I was just coaching um, before it had taken full shape and the methodology had been built and all that, it was, you know, I was all on voice and this was, you know, 12, 15, you know, a while back now, it was just mm-hmm. voice and just through calls. And I would have clients all over the world. And it was so beautiful just through the power of voice, because you feel again, someone's heart. So mm-hmm. I've over the years left a lot of messages for people in WhatsApp and people through, you know, teams and friends and family and loves and all the rest audio. And I've had so many people share just one message has really made their day or shifted their, their way. And I've known too, that the meditations are impactful with the voice. So I had this inspo and I've wanted to for some time, but then the pandemic, it was very clear. It was right now. It was time. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, to create these little morning heart rise meditations. So 
I went about doing that and we've got, you know, basically a month that we, you know, each day you get a different message and they're little mini heart rise meditations, like you described so beautifully that anchor you and they're free. And it just right before, actually, right before the election in the US, I just felt called to put them out. And I've had so many people say they, you know, reboot on the regular during the day or, you know, before a big meeting and start their day. Some people like to end their day. Yeah. yeah, So thank you for, I'm so moved to know that it's been so resonant for you. And it is, it is. And and, um, I'm not about fluff. Yeah. So oh, when I, I know. find something Oof. that really works for me, I I share it like crazy. I'm Woo! like, you got to, you got <laughs> to. No, you know my clients. If I get a new book, no, no, no. You got like today. Uh-huh. I had a client. I ran and got my favorite book. One of my favorite books is Believe mm-hmm. Bigger by Marshawn mm-hmm. Evans. And I had to listen, listen. I saved the receipt. I've never saved the receipt. I purchased this book on April the fourth, uh-huh. um, twenty eighteen, at. 8 36 PM. And I purchased that book and I saved that receipt because I remember God telling me, go get the book. And I never want to forget that day. Yes. So go get the book. And so I, um, yes, this really saved my life in a sense, but before we let you go, I have what I call pow, these pow questions and they're called pearls of wisdom. Love it. Okay. Redefining grief. Um, redefining pearls of wisdom or redefining the grief in your life. I know that there's things that came up for you. And I always like to ask these pow pow questions, pearls of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And the very first one is what have you learned about yourself since redefining the grief in your life? Mm. That's such a beautiful question. Um, I have learned that I am stronger when I allow myself to fully come through it. You know, that the courage lives on the other side of like really that coming undone and like really that, that it's okay. And that I'm, you know, infinitely stronger than my head would have me think, you know, that I've lived through more than I could imagine. And it's because I allowed myself to really move through it rather than getting blocked by it. So really just going into it and coming out stronger. And each time I'm just like, wow, watch out, here she comes. Cause I get stronger every time. <laughs> good job, good job. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that because what people don't realize every hurdle that you, you, you really jumped that you probably think you wouldn't jump it. You wouldn't make it. You thought you're tripping, but you're still doing it. Like that failing for forward mentality. I think people don't realize you get stronger. You beat one thing. You're like, okay, I beat, I beat that. That's right. Beat that. So I can beat the next one. Come on, let's come with it. And so I like that. My second pal question to you is if today was your last day on earth, and you were granted five words or less, what would those words be? Mm. I love you. Mm. You know, I say that so honestly and openly with those that are in my community and those that I meet and I share it through just my eyes and my heart with those that I'll cross paths with. I just feel like we need to know that we're loved and remembering that, you know, remember that you are loved, you know, maybe adding the remember, but it's, you know, our heart knows that our heart knows the way. And it's that remembrance coming home to that for me is so important. Mm. 
More of us need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. I think oftentimes when I meet individuals for the very first time and I'm like, I love you, have a good, they're thrown off. How could you love me? You don't even know me. And I say, well, just as easily someone can Mm -hmm. hate you and they don't even love you. Why can't, I mean, they they don't even know you. Why can't I say I love you in a genuine way? That's right. And when someone's open to receiving it, it's because they're in the frequency of that love. And if they're not, you know, part of it too, right, is sort of like being in that sort of that that frequency of love, right? So if someone can't fully receive it or they have resistance, that's okay. You know, it's still okay for us to share it and come from a pure place and let it land where it will, you know, and usually it's that the, sadly a lot of people don't feel worthy enough to receive it. So they they do, they judge or question it, but um, I think when we're really coming from that genuine heart place, you know, most of the time, especially when we can engage with eyes or voice, it, it can be felt. So, yeah, yeah, but it's true. It's something we need. We need to receive more of, um, too many of us are programmed to not feel lovable. Yeah. Yeah. The last question I would ask during your hard times. Now I love to sing. Doing your hard times. What's that one song that gets you through? Mm. You know, there's a, so, I mean, I love hallelujah and it's so wild. I've been, that's been coming through lately. I've heard it and I'm just like, hallelujah. Ah, Hallelujah. (laughs) That or the other one that I love and I sing this with my nephews and nieces, I don't have my own, is You Are My Sunshine. Mm. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy. When skies are yeah. I just think there's something with the vibration of music that can really turn your heart. Uh, uh, it, it just melts your heart and just kind of reminds you that you can get through. Listen, sis, I was a divine honor to have met you in Clubhouse. I know that this is just not the beginning of a relationship that we're building together. I know it's a lifelong journey. Um, I can see us investing more time, spending more time. Can't wait for you to come to Florida. And the next time I'm in Canada, I love Canada. <laughs> I will and a be- little Cali, a little Cali too. I'll be back yes. once things open back up. I'm okay. Back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Cali. I have not been to Cali okay. yet. So definitely. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I will tell you, we've traveled all over the world and I love Canada Mm -hmm. in the summertime. I haven't been. I know. I feel you. you. (laughs) A little retreat, a little retreat, Northern. uh, Yeah. 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 We we got some chatting to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I will tell you, thank you so much for being guests on the, and helping me come up with the series name. (laughs) (laughs) And we've changed it in just talking, but wise women release series thank you for being a beacon of light thank you for letting your heart beat mm-hmm. in today's episode god bless thank you so much Ardine. you're welcome you're a gift a true gift and it's an honor to be here sharing this space with you and i love you i love you too sis
what else can I say? That was so impactful. I just love all the juiciness. I loved everything that she had to say. And I think sometimes we don't realize that when our heart breaks, we put up walls. And imagine you doing this year after year after year after year. And now you're 50 and your heart first broke at eight. You've never tapped into your heart for all those years. If you're wondering why you're so frustrated, if you're wondering why you can't sleep at night, if you're wondering why you're pacifying your emotions by eating, if you're wondering why you just can't tap into the beauty of who you are, when's the last time you spoke to your heart? And so I hope this episode and her wisdom was able to teach you the powers of what this series series represent, which is wise women release. Wise women release. And I want you to know there is power in releasing the burdens that you feel or are felt in the past. Um, they do not have to hold you um, in bondage anymore. And so thank you, Miss Jessie Maywolf. Thank you for being a part of the Grief Crusaders community. You all show her some love, tag her. Remember I told you her text information to get the heart rise text in the morning will be in our show notes. I also want to let you know, don't forget that this life is not perfect, but the requirement of living it is. And if you really want to live, really tap into your heart tap into the matters of the heart remember i say that yes your heart may be broken but you are not broken and jesse really has taken the time to remind us of that powerful thing don't forget about the matters of your heart really make love to your heart and if this episode was impactful to you in any way tag us on social media all her social media information will be in the in the show notes. I also will tell you all my places where I like to hang out. And that is social media. But where I really like to have the most fun is Instagram. So tag us. Let us know how this episode really resonated with you. This month is March is all about celebrating. Yes, this month of March is all about celebrating the year anniversary of the Redefining Grief series and really speaking to women who have decided that yes to, they will be wise women who release. With that being said, I love you and have an amazing, amazing day. You don't you be discouraged, you you will overcome this. You are stronger than you think. Hold your head up high. I'll be your guide. There is strength and courage in your story. There is healing for the broken. 
There is restoration too. There is safety and I'll be the one to guide you. I'm redefining grief. Yeah. I'm redefining grief. I'm redefining grief.